My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death, and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous, for the upright will inhabit the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. The Proverbs opens with this, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. What have you heard today in the Proverbs? What stands out? Have you increased in your learning based on what you heard today? And finally, have you obtained any new guidance that you can take with you as you go about your day, your week, your month, your year? If there's anything that stood out to you in these areas, please go ahead and hit the message button there, and I'd love to hear back from you. Appreciate it. May God bless you this day with wisdom through his Proverbs. As I read this Proverb 2 today, this is what stood out to me in this Proverbs. There's a lot of great things here, but it's the promise and uh, of what's going to happen if you receive my words, it says in verse 1, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. And then the promises of what will happen to you, to his son, if he listens to the voice of his father. And we should receive this as coming from God himself. So he says, My son, if you receive my words, that is to say, if you hear them, you receive them. That means you believe them. And then you go out and you walk about your day as if those things are true because you really believe that they're true for you right now in the moment, in reality, that they apply to everybody equally and that if you can hold on to them and he says, treasure up my commandments with you, then all these good things will happen. And I'll say a few of those. So if you receive my words, that is to receive him, and this is the same type of idea as Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit. If you receive me, then you've received God. It's the idea to say that you have believed the words that I've said. 
and then to treasure up the commandments with you. Now, how do you treasure those things up? I would say that you do something like what it says in Deuteronomy. You have them on your hands. You have them on your in your head. You have them in your car. You have them on your doorposts and your lintel of your house. You have them at your gates. You talk about them when you wake up. You talk about them when you go to sleep. You talk about the things of the Lord with your friends. You only make close friends who also love the Lord and want to follow the Lord. That's how you treasure up God's commandments is you remember them and you have them with you. You memorize them. You, you continue to go back to them. And he says, if you do those things, receive my words and treasure them up, then there's all these promises throughout this Proverbs too. Then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's in verse 4. He says, then you'll understand righteousness and justice and equity, that is equality, every good path. He says, wisdom will come into your heart. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. He says, you'll be delivered from the forbidden woman, the adulteress. He says, you'll walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. And he, and he finishes off the proverb by saying, for the upright will inhabit the land but the, and those with integrity will remain in it but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. And when you look at that picture of uh, coming from God, it's that the righteous will remain with him in his promised land, his, his kingdom of God and, uh, that comes from heaven, while the righteous will be rooted out. And so how do you do that? If you will receive his words and treasure up his commandments, then all these promises will come true for you. That's what this is in Proverbs 2. That's what I got out of this. If there's anything that you have to add to that, uh, what stood out to you, let me know. You can hit the little message thing there. Revelations 2, 1 through 6. This is Jesus speaking to the church in Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet this you have. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God. Now, there's a lot of things that could be said about this passage in Scripture. This is when John, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved, is, is uh, hearing what Jesus himself says to these different churches in the first century. And this is to the church in Ephesus, a city called Ephesus. And there's a lot of things we could talk about, but today I just wanted to reflect on the way that Jesus as a leader and as our Lord and as actually representing God and, and God himself, 
um, the Word of God, how he approaches the churches. And uh, this has been termed in the past in the leadership, uh, in, in kind of a communications way, the crap sandwich. And here's why. Because you start off speaking to your people with good, uh, and then you move into the challenging or bad section and then you finish off your conversation or your writing with another good. So it's good, bad, good, which is why it is sometimes called the crap sandwich. Or maybe you could pr properly say from the Bible, the scubalon sandwich, and you can translate that however you want. And if you don't know what that means, go ahead and look it up. S-K-U-B-A-L-O-N, I believe it is. So just looking at this in this way, not with other theology uh, mixed in, Jesus begins talking to the church at Ephesus this way. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. So Jesus is introducing himself, saying, I'm your leader, I'm your Lord, I am this person, I'm the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, very colorful language, and who walks among the seven golden lampstands, and that means he walks among the churches, and that's meant to be encouraging. I'm your leader, I'm here with you, I'm walking among you, even though you don't see me with your eyes. Then he goes on and says, still on the good section, encouraging them, I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. And he goes on and he's saying to them, I know you. I know how hard it's been. I know that you haven't allowed evil to come in and you've checked out to make sure that, that the teachers are real teachers and, and you don't have false teachers among you and you're really enduring patiently and you're holding close to my name. And he says, and you have not grown weary. That's the good. He's encouraging him. I'm among you and I love you. But, verse 4, moving into the scubalon portion, but I have this against you, that you've abandoned the love you have at first. So, it, it makes sense, and I'm going to start preaching here if I don't watch out, but these people who've been patiently enduring, who've been testing false apostles and kicking them out, who's been bearing with those who are evil, who've been toil and patient and endurance, doesn't it make sense that their love has sort of grown threadbare? And that's what Jesus says. I have that against you. You've abandoned that love. And then he says, so this is what you need to do. Verse 5, remember, therefore, from where you've fallen, Repent and do the works you did at first. So that's all a part of this exhortation slash instructions. You have lost your love. You need to repent and do that love like you used to. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. In other words, you're fired if you don't do this. I just need to remind you, I'm, the, I'm your Lord, I'm your teacher, I'm your master. And if you don't correct this problem, you're not going to be a church anymore. And then he finishes off with the good again, encouragement. Verse 6, Yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And they were probably a group that taught, uh, you know, um, Gnosticism or something that was contrary to Jesus' teachings. And then he finishes off by saying, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, 
which is in the paradise of God. So the final statement is Jesus encouraging him, saying, hey, I know you can succeed. I know you'll succeed. And when you conquer to the people, to the person, to the church that conquers, I'm going to give you the tree of life in the paradise of God. So today I just wanted to reflect on how Jesus speaks to his churches and how we can learn from that, whether it's in business or nonprofit stuff or with our own kids or in church life or in church leadership. He approaches and he says, hey, this is who I am. This is who you are. I love you. I'm, I'm proud of you for these things. We've done a great job here. Here's a problem we need to address. Here's how we can address that problem. And then finishing it off by saying, hey, I hope you heard what and understand what I'm saying. And when you succeed at, at, at completing this, uh, this correction that you need to make, there's good things coming. There's good promises. And how we can follow Jesus in the way and the method that he uses to speak to the churches from Revelation. It's just a great example of leadership straight from the mouth of the Lord, who is God, who's the Word of God. So I hope that helps you. Uh, it's been a reflection of mine from my business life, actually, using this uh, yesterday uh, to, uh, to write up a memo and actually to help my manager to write up a helpful memo to our employees to help them to continue on with the vision of why what we do is important every day when we come to work. Aloha, everybody. I hope I've been of some help to you today. I began recording these things for myself, for my family, for my church family to try and be as helpful as I can, and I hope that I'm able to be of some help to others as well. Feel free to contact me or subscribe to this podcast if you like what you hear. Otherwise, if you'd like to hear full-length sermons and uh, participate in worship with the church, grassrootschurch.org is the website of the church that I'm pastoring at, grassrootschurch.org, here in Pahoa on the Big Island of Hawaii. God bless you and make his face to shine upon you.